Welcome to another episode of the Boston University Podcast, the podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John. I'm a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie. I'm a dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we're sharing our top tips for traveling and vacationing with your dog. So as you are listening to this, we are on vacation. If you're listening to this live, yes, we are going to LBI for a week just to take a little break from all the craziness and uh, we're bringing the dogs. Yes, we are. I'm really excited. Which kind of inspires the topic of this episode. Yes, absolutely. We had some things in the pipeline, but they're heavy and we didn't want to get too heavy before we took a nice break. So we decided, why not give our top tips for vacationing with your dog? I think this will be a good one. Um, I think it's good for us as well, because this is the first time that we're actually taking the dogs with us for a long period of time. It's true. We've done like camping trips and stuff like that. Pudge does not come because she is a diva. So she stays with Norny and Poppy. Uh, But Oakley has come with us and he's done great. So for many of you that know, Oakley does have some separation anxiety, especially from us. So we wanted to make sure that he was going to be really comfortable on this trip. I think he's going to be better off being with us for an entire week rather than us having our friends come and take care of him here. So we did some things to kind of get him ready. And I'm excited to share with you guys because I feel like a lot of people are vacationing more, especially with the, you know, the virus and everyone's trying to get away from wherever they are and they want to bring their dogs because everyone's pretty much, I would say, I don't know anybody that's not super, super attached to their dog and being gone. I mean, John and I have talked about this a lot where we'll go away for like five days because we don't like to do a full week. We get homesick. And I think we figured it out last night when we were talking in bed that it might be because when you're vacationing, there's no dog. Yep. And you're just thinking about them and you want to get home to them after like five, five, six days. You're like, oh, they probably miss me. I also think it's like an emotional thing, though. Like when I come home from work and I see them like it's it's so my norm and it's it's an emotional thing. Like I'm I'm excited to see them. I sit down with them on the couch, the petting like it's a routine. And I think when you go on vacation, you don't have that greeting when you walk in the door or even like snuggling in bed at night. Like, I think you lose that. I think it becomes like a psychological thing. And maybe that's why you're more homesick if you have a dog. It's like the first like two, three days you're like, oh, no responsibility. Right. No, although we're bringing a baby. So we do have a responsibility. <laughs> a little different. But uh, in the past, it's like no responsibility. We can just relax. You don't have to worry about who's letting the dog out, who's mm-hmm. doing this, who's feeding the dog. And then like after that third day, you're mm-hmm. like, oh. I know. And I don't think we realized it at the time, but I think last night when we were chatting, I think it finally made sense for me at least why I don't love going away for a super long time. So let's kick this off. What are yes. your top tips? So I think the number one thing a lot of people forget about this is because we're so excited to go away that we forget to consult our vet. I think this is super important. It's really important, especially if you're going over state lines, yes. something like that. People don't even realize that like that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so what you really want to do is reach out to your vet, probably schedule an appointment and make sure that your dog is healthy enough to travel in general, especially if you have an older dog or maybe a dog that suffers from something. Um, Like when Opal was still, was still here, if we were going to be traveling with her, we would need to know if there was anything, any complications with traveling with the dog that has seizures. Right. So make sure your dog is healthy enough and just get that green light from them. We also, we want to make sure that our dogs have enough meds. If they are on medication, on a daily or maybe like once a week, whatever it is, 
make sure you have enough. So maybe this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to check in with your vet, but maybe check in with yourself and what your cabinet looks like. Uh, Oakley, again, has separation anxiety. So we do have him on a fluoxetine medication, which is basically a doggy Prozac. Um, It really helps him when it comes to being away from us. And it has made him all around a more comfortable dog. We've seen such an amazing side of him, him being on it. He's on a low dose but it does really, really help. And we needed to make sure I noticed last week that we were running low. So I actually, you know, called in and, and got it his filled right away, which was great. So I'm really happy that we have all of our medication ready to go. I have everything packed already. So that's number that's number two for consulting your vet, making sure you have enough meds. Number three, going along with that is make sure you have proper flea tick heartworm medication for wherever you're going. So if you're somewhere cold and maybe you don't give these types of things year round, but you're going somewhere warm, you're going to need that. Right. I know a ton of people who live in where we are, New Jersey, who don't give heartworm. They don't give any heartworm. And for the most part, they're going to be okay because it's not prevalent like it is in, yeah. let's say, South Carolina. Absolutely. So if you're going to the South, you're going to be there for a considerable amount of time and you're bringing your dog, you should really consider starting a heartworm medication. You're going to have to do a blood test initially to make sure that there's no like larva or anything already in the bloodstream because mm-hmm. if there is and they start the heartworm medication, there could be really bad side effects. Yeah, complications. So if it, like what John's basically saying is like you need to do, like if your dog hasn't been on heartworm medication consistently, most places they should be making you do a test to make sure that there are no heartworms already present because if there is, they can break away from the heart and actually like cause the heart to like stop or have complications. So it's like super serious. Um, nothing that you want to happen to your dog. Um, for those of you who don't know, Oakley actually came up from the South heartworm positive. I, I think we talked about this in an episode recently. Not, I yeah, think. recently yeah. we just touched on it, but because of that, you know, we take extra good care of him in this this area because we don't know how damaged his heart was because we don't know how long he had the heartworms. But um, ever since he got rid of them, he's been doing great. Next up, you're gonna want to update your pet's ID. So we actually. We, me, mm-hmm. actually did a video on this yes. on the Boston University YouTube channel. It's called How to Update Your Pet's Microchip Information. It turns out, and it happens in the middle of that video, our contact information was wrong. They had the wrong phone number on file for mm-hmm. us, and Oakley's name was Bud3, which we've talked about. That's his name from the shelter. Don't get me started. Apparently, there were two other Buds, at least, and they just couldn't think of another name. So. <laughs> I can't. Bud3. Bud3. So we updated his name, Oakley, with two E's. No Y. And we had to update our phone number because... What I phone guess number was on there? They It was like off by a digit or two. Oh, so weird. I don't remember because I have it like bleeped out. Gotcha. But it was off by like one or two digits. Whoever put it in at, at the time of the adoption didn't do it properly okay. and uh, just mistyped or whatever. So it was a good thing that I even did that video because yeah. I thought he was all good to go. Yeah. And right then and there, I had to update everything. So make sure that your information is updated because... If they have a collar, and you're going to want to keep a collar on them, keep a tag on there and keep an accurate tag with your phone number. Mm-hmm. But if they slip out of that or if you don't have your phone number on the tag, like they're not going to be able to drive your dog back to New Jersey. Yes, absolutely. So it'll, you'll run into a problem. So definitely make sure your dog's microchip information is up to date. And if you want to know how to do that, you can go find that video. I'll also put the link to that video in our show notes. It's titled, How to Update Your Pet's Microchip Information, and that's uploaded to Boston University. We also suggest having proof of vaccines handy. So this is like your rabies, and you know if, if you plan to do something dog-related on your vacation, they may require Bordetella or anything like that. So just have vaccines handy and let, you know, 
let the other person that you're traveling with know that you have those as well. If you guys get separated, just everybody's aware that, you know, the dog is ready to go and up to dating and just, you know, ready to be wherever he is. There's a lot of places that require you to show that. Like mm-hmm. when we go camping, we yes. need to have a valid. Oh, yeah, I forgot about current that. rabies vaccine. Mm-hmm. So like you, if you go all the way and you plan on going camping during your trip mm-hmm. and you forgot that information, like you're kind of SOL. You're yeah. going to have to go find a vet locally that's going to give you the rabies vaccine and the rabies certificate. Or, Otherwise, you might not be allowed. Or you could call your vet and maybe they would fax it in. So that's always, but don't forget, just don't do it. <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it's good to have that information. Just mm-hmm. make a copy of it and just keep it on you. I always keep um, Oakley's dog therapy certification in my wallet. I made a photocopy. Just want to flex on people. Yeah. Hey, we worked hard for that. He worked hard for that. I also worked hard. I'm a handler. He worked so hard getting treats and, <laughs> and loving children. <laughs> what a life. The next one is when you go to wherever you're going, make your pet feel at home. So what do we mean by this? So if they are not accustomed to it, you want to desensitize to a crate or a carrier weeks before you leave. This is something that when you get to where you're going, they should feel completely comfortable with. And it's not like, a, oh my God, I'm now in a cage and alone. Uh, This should be something that they're comfortable with, that they uh, feel safe in. So try to do that before you go on vacation. And hopefully, you know, if you're, if you have a puppy, you've crate trained, so it's not an issue for you. So this next one goes along with the one we just discussed, bringing beds and blankets that smell like home. So when we go tomorrow, well, technically, I'm messing up my days because we're already on vacation technically when you're listening to this. But for us tomorrow, we are leaving. So I am already going to pack Oakley's huge bed that he sleeps on. His huge bed. Yes. Not the little one. Why not the canine ballistics bed? Because he's on vacation and he deserves to be treated like a king. We're going to need a second pickup truck. No, we're not. We're going to have so much stuff between Oakley's giant bed, all the baby stuff. Wait, maybe we can have him lay on it while we're on the way down there. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> that solves that problem. Yep. All right. Giant bed it is. This is why I'm in charge. Watch it. <laughs> giant bed it is. Yes. Yeah, so Oakley gets his bed. We also have like two sham pillows from like an old set that we had from, from our bed that we let him sleep with because it looks super comfy. It kind of looks like a circle couch. Yeah. He likes it. <laughs> he does. It looks like a little like bachelor pad it's type a little, section. a little bougie. It is. He likes it though. It has flowers on it. Um, so make sure you have things that smell like home so they feel... Like they know where they're at, even though they're in a new place. It helps a little bit, just, you know, helps them assimilate a little bit better. Another thing that we've been doing with Oakley, if for those of you have been listening for a while, you know this, but if you're new, Oakley, again, had horrible separation anxiety when we first adopted him, could not be created, literally ate out of four of them. And when I mean ate, I mean literally ate his way out, broke with his face, his body weight, chewed holes, stuck his head through. Really, really traumatizing. It was for, some like the shining stuff. Like his head's was, coming through the crate. Yes. Here's Oki. <laughs> Super traumatizing for everybody involved other than probably Pudge because she literally cares about nothing. So we have been leaving music and TV on for him ever since we started doing this. So again, we did all those things, make it super comfortable, uh, make it like den-like, always have yummy stuff in there for him. But the music and the TV, I think, helped drown out the fact that we were gone. Thought. Should we pack the Echo Dot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah, we can connect it to the Wi-Fi and play his, uh, mm-hmm. his music. So this one, the next one, is going to go with what John just said, the Wi-Fi. So we have the Owlette baby monitor for our baby. If you don't know what it is, it's like the coolest monitor ever. It's basically an app on your phone, and you can click into it and see the camera. 
and so your phone is basically the monitor but the camera is portable and you can kind of plug it in wherever you want so we are going to be bringing that so while we are at the beach that you know if we're going to a beach that oakley cannot come we can tap in and see what he's doing and, and how he's doing. That doesn't mean go buy an Owlette baby monitor, by the way, because <laughs> no, that, they're I just really, really expensive, mine. but that's because you get the sock with it and it monitors like heart rate and, and uh, oxygen saturation. A normal baby any, monitor any, is fine. I'm sure there's a cheap one on Amazon that'll mm-hmm. do. Absolutely. So we are, we will be bringing that. So while we're at the beach, we can be secure in the fact that Oakley's okay. And if God forbid he is not, we can, you know, walk on home. We're only two blocks from the beach. So, Super convenient. Um, so when you first get there, I suggest letting them settle in. Don't immediately like put your bags down and like head to go get food. Um, the setup that we have kind of going is we're going to head down early, even though we can't really get into the house until like three or four o'clock. So he'll be with us for a good amount of time, like I'll probably go eat or whatever and maybe go to the doggy beach. And then when we get to the house, we're not going to go run and get dinner. We're going to probably eat home that night and just get settled in and, you know, again with the baby. So he'll maybe have to take a nap. So we're not going to like run away anywhere. And if we're going to go anywhere that night, we're going to bring him with us because we would never just leave him in a, in a house that we've never been in before out of nowhere. No, this is his vacation too. Exactly. So he is definitely top of my list of having fun, I think, which makes me so sad. I could cry even just talking about it. I don't think Oakley's ever been on vacation. There's no way. No. I don't think he was in a very, see, here's the thing. I don't think he was in a very loving home in terms of owners. I think there was a child involved that he mm-hmm. loved very much. Yes. Um, because just, how he is with kids is right. ridiculous. Yeah. that They're not just born like that. Like that's yeah. a learned behavior mm-hmm. for him to have such a bond with like every child he encounters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's special. Absolutely. So we are going to be treating him like he is just another member of the family and it's his vacation as well. So you even got a bunch of information like, Dog-friendly places to eat, dog-friendly places to drink, dog-friendly well, like beaches. I Although, also, well, we'll touch on the dog-friendly beaches. Yes. I also, people were laughing at me on Facebook because I literally joined a Facebook group called The Salty Dogs of LBI. <laughs> I get it. I love it. So I went on there and like it's just people and like, you know, pet sitters down there that are like walking dogs at certain places and and um, I wrote, hey, like, delete this if it's not allowed. But, you know, we're coming down for the week and uh, we're bringing our dogs. And if anybody has any suggestions for beaches and, you know, restaurants, anywhere we can bring the dogs that it's dog friendly and it's no big deal, please let me know. And so many people wrote on it. I was so happy. They were so friendly. Even one of them was like, I'm a dog trainer, too. Like, let's meet up. And I was like, awesome. This is great. So um, what I love about the beaches that are technically dog friendly or I guess like they're meant for dogs. The only thing is you have to be kid friendly as well because there are kids involved. Um, what I love is that it's not off leash. Now, a lot of people are going to hate me for this because a lot of people like to go to the beach and have their dogs off leash, go swimming, this and that. I, as I've said many, many episodes now, I do not like dogs being off leash in any capacity. I just don't think it's necessary. Well, it looks great. It's a great mm-hmm. photo op. And yes. Like I, I understand where they're coming from. Your dog gets to free mm-hmm. roam, free range and run around and, yeah. and spread their legs and not spread. And stretch their legs. <laughs> Spread their legs. Oh, God. I keep it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking that out. That's funny. Anyway. Yep. But stretch their they, legs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stretch their legs. Okay. They These owners that really go for that kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. they haven't seen what can go wrong. And yes. Unfortunately, we've seen over and over and over again what can go wrong. We've seen it in our line of work. We've seen it at the shelter. Mm-hmm. Dogs who are surrendered for getting in fights at dog parks and, and dog beaches because of, of dogs being off leash. And then we've even had 
one dog being walked off leash. It was a little Yorkie mix and actually ran up on one of our shelter dogs that was on a walk with a volunteer. Mm -hmm. And our shelter dog defended itself Mm -hmm. and ended up accidentally, not accidentally, but ended up killing the Yorkie in, in the conflict. Yeah. And guess who's getting, you know, the, the ramifications for that. Yeah. You know, Which is uh, unfair because it's illegal to have your dog off leash. Right. I say that again. It is illegal to have your dog off leash. At least in our jurisdiction. Yeah. Maybe Maybe there's some places where. I don't know. But unless it's a gated in type area, your, your dog is supposed to be on leash yeah. in New Jersey for sure. Just not a fan. No. So um, one woman had said, you know, if you go to this beach, like, please keep your dog on leash. If people complain, it'll ruin it, ruin it for the rest of us. And I was like, oh, my God, I would never. And I love that you, you are actually, speaking to the queen of unleashed. Dog uh, that's what I said. I was like, I would never makes my skin crawl. And she was like, oh, my God, thank God. So like I was so thankful that these people are like like minded and they appreciate the fact that there is a dog beach and they don't want anybody else yeah. to ruin it. And it's it's about being respectful for mm-hmm. the other dogs that are there not every dog is dog friendly absolutely not every dog wants to meet your dog so you know you need to be respectful for them you don't know what their previous experiences are absolutely and oakley is dog friendly but he's he's not in love with dogs like he's more in love with people but if a dog comes up and and is in his face he'll growl he won't do anything because he's kind of a pansy i love him that way but he's just communicating yeah, and so that's he's communicating i'm uncomfortable yes. and i would never reprimand him for that because i want the other dog to know hey back it up but, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And he's not a fan of that. So I don't love off-leash because any dog can do that. So, yes. But, yeah, you got some great recommendations on there. So I think Oakley's going to have himself a really good week. I a really good so first too. vacation. Yes. So, like I said, the last point I was touching on is let them settle in and don't just leave them randomly. It's the same thing we were talking about, like one of those other episodes we just did recently about when you're moving with your dog. Like, don't move into your new house and then out for oh we should follow up on that um oh, my yes. parents bought a house yay so their house has been purchased and now they found a house so a little update on that situation if you listen to that episode mm-hmm. they are in the process of now uh, i guess waiting for it to close and then moving yes so that'll be a headache exactly but it's not too far it's actually closer to us now than it was prior yeah easier to get to i would yeah, say definitely so we're going to move on to a little bit of a different topic i guess traveling can we start with by car? I know you have by plane first. Yeah, we but can do car first. We're, we're going to be obviously going to, mm-hmm. we're staying within the same state. So we're going by car. It's only an hour car. away. Yes, we are driving by car. And um, I want to mention the number one thing, if you are driving by car, what I suggest, and this is just my preference, if you drive differently, that's fine, seatbelts for dogs. The other option is obviously like a crate or a carrier. I just... I think for me, like, I guess knowing Oakley and Pudge, like, they would not be cool with that. Yeah. Like, a moving car with, with a moving carrier, kind of, mm-hmm. like, moving all over the place, like, the metal and stuff like that. They personally would not do well with that, and I don't think I've ever had a dog that would be like, oh, yeah, let me go jump in that. But I guess if they're desensitized to that at an early age, and that's n- the norm for them, then mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, I think that's a lot of smaller breeds are good, but, like, those airline carriers. The, those are different ones, than, they are like, different. a regular crate. They're more like a den. Yes. Um, like regular metal crates, I'll see people riding around with those and I'm like, I would not want that. (laughs) But it's, again, it's whatever you guys uh, accustom your dogs to and whatever they are comfortable with. So seatbelts. Let's mention our friend. Yes. If you are in the market for a seatbelt, and I know that they sell them on other websites like Amazon. And they're cheap. You don't know where they're being made. You don't know what kind of metal. And we talked about from the shelter, the dog that ran away. Was it Brutus? 
Yes, so I thought you were talking. Okay, so Brutus ran yes. away and the leash broke. And the, so the metal clasp of the leash, and I'm sorry if we've already said this story, but the metal clasp of the leash literally snapped in half. Yes. Like, and then you look at it and it's not real metal. It's yeah. like this kind of like weird, I don't know, even know, but yeah. it's clearly made in China, like very low quality. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what you're getting. And when you're talking about a car accident, you need to have something that's just as safe as your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. So our friend at Brute Forced Dog, that's at Brute Forced Dog on Instagram, he makes amazing seatbelts. I love them. You can pick the colors that you want. So he made us Paulson, Paulson University, University ones, ones. With, with, our, with our colored, our two teal colors. Mm -hmm. And they're super high quality. They use a carabiner instead of a clip. So you know that they're rated for very high weight. It's Which a Oakley is. Yes, it's a regular <laughs> seatbelt clip. So it literally clips right into the existing seatbelt. So yes. there's no like tying around anything or clipping to something else. You just buckle it up like a regular seatbelt. Yes. I love it. And I think he does too. I think he feels a lot more secure back there with it on. You know who picked one of those up? Oh, um Linus's dad. Linus's dad, yeah. yes. Yep. Or like the we talked about Linus and the pugs, the three pugs. Amazing. So he actually when we, we did our other episode, mm -hmm. click it or ticket. Mm-hmm. We talked about in, in detail about these uh, seatbelts. And after that episode, he actually went and got him one. And I, I think he's very happy with it. Good. I'm glad. So seatbelts are our biggest thing when it comes to traveling by car. Like we were just touching on before, crate that is anchored down and won't slide. I think this is, if I was a dog, this would scare me. Like if it wasn't anchored down and was moving all over the place, mm -hmm. that would freak me out. Because God forbid something happens, I can't get out. But I think if you anchor it down properly and maybe put a bed in there so the dog is comfortable and yeah. isn't, isn't, you know, bumping into and the metal and anchor stuff. down like you don't need to go crazy, just like a ratchet strap. Some way, if you have like two tie-down points, do not do this in the bed of your truck, please. Yeah. Like, please keep, them, keep them in the passenger compartment. Mm -hmm. Although I really hope nobody needs to be told that. <laughs> Didn't you but pass I've somebody on like the highway? Um, when I was working? Yeah. Yes, I had somebody, when I was still working law enforcement, I had somebody fly past me well over the speed limit on the parkway mm -hmm. with his dog just chilling in the bed of the truck, like not restrained at all. He didn't have a crate? Nothing. <gasps> Nothing. Oh my God. He was jumping up on the side. This guy's going like 80 miles an I hour. I literally just got chills. You're doing that and you decide to fly past the- A cop? The, the cop who's got SPCA on the side of his vehicle. Like what? <laughs> so stupid. So obviously that didn't end well for him. Yes. Well, hopefully the dog is okay. Okay, back to the car. Um, desensitizing to the car weeks prior. There are some there's some puppies. I would say puppies more so than adult dogs because I feel like they have had more time to be desensitized. But there are a lot of puppies in the beginning that become super terrified right off the bat, um, depending if they were maybe transported up somewhere and they were in a truck for a long period of time. That can be traumatizing. So Work with your, your puppies, your dogs on being desensitized to the car in general. This is something that is super important if you're going to be traveling by car because you don't want, like if you're literally traveling, like let's say you're like going to be going somewhere for like a few hours and you have a dog that's traumatized by the car, this is going to be awful for you. It's going to ruin dog. the entire vacation. You're yes. setting a very bad foundation. Yeah. And then when you get where you're going, this dog's going to be so stressed out. Exactly. So. And you are too, because I mean- we know what it's like to be in a car with a crying baby. Imagine being in a car with a dog that's freaking out and you mm -hmm. can't do anything from, from the front. And then you start to smell mm. that smelly smell. <laughs> that smells smelly. smelly. And it starts lingering <laughs> up from the back. And yes. you're like, oh, we're doing that could today. could be many different smells, but it will be a smell. So desensitize to the car. Um, if your dog throws up in the car due to movement, your vet can absolutely help you out with medication for, what's the word? 
Like motion like, sickness. Yeah, like Dramamine. Yeah, Dramamine. They have it for dogs. So use that if you need it. Uh, don't be scared to bring that up to them because that will make your trip and your dog's trip much more enjoyable. No one likes throwing up in the car. Nobody. So next we're going to move on to pet-friendly accommodations. I think this is huge and this kind of goes back to what John was saying about how I was reaching out to different people and researching pet-friendly restaurants, places to go, this and that. Like this is your job as the owner bringing your dog somewhere. Do not just put your dog in the car and expect where you're going to just accept or like sneak your dog in. That's another thing that we'd see all the time. And that's why we need to put it on the list is that when I was working law enforcement, we would do routine checks of like where the cars are parked along the beach Mm -hmm. and all the time out-of-state plates with dogs in the car because mm-hmm. the dogs aren't allowed on the beach. Oh, my God, I remember so you gotta that. you got to do your research. That one car? That yeah, that sat there for hours yes. with the dog in direct sunlight? Yes. Where were they from? Uh, Kansas. Kansas. So it happens. It absolutely happens. Yeah. They didn't do their research. They didn't know that dogs were not on the beach. So instead of going home and cutting their losses, they literally just left this dog in the bed of the truck in a, in a wire crate in direct sunlight and it was so like so hot over 100 degrees yeah i remember that that, that was really the, bad on the black crate you were like texting me while it was happening and i was like i'm about to come over there real quick <laughs> oh god so don't do that realize where you're going if your dog is able to come if you like like i already made dinner reservations for a place and i made sure that oakley is able to come cuz it's obviously mm. where are we going don't worry about it surprise maybe so especially right now with uh the virus and stuff and everyone is basically outside seating. I don't know how it is in other states, but New Jersey, we're pretty much only allowed to do outside seating. Outside only. So because of this, this is kind of good for dogs because they yeah. normally are only allowed outside. Right. <laughs> where they, where you normally wouldn't be able to go with your dog. Now all of a sudden you can. Yes. So Silver lining. I know. I think the dogs kind of made out the best through this pandemic. Oh, they are. Adopted. Everyone's home all day long. They all got trained for the most part. I told you. I want to come go. back as a dog. I know. A, a rescued dog. A, a rescued dog. In a nice family. In the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Um, so do your due diligence. Find places that allow your dog. And, you know, I already made the reservation. They already know that Oakley's coming. So do what you got to do. Again, Treat your dog like a family member in this. You know, you wouldn't leave them out of the reservation if it was a kid. So see where you can bring your dog. When it comes to staying places, even if it says pet friendly, don't just assume. You need to call when you make your reservation and make sure breed specific, size specific. Um, some places say they're dog friendly, but it's like, okay, only if your dog is over not over 20 pounds, mm-hmm. which, you know. Most dogs are over 20 pounds. Yes, they are. So um, that's like... That's a huge demographic loss there. So make sure you're not caught with your pants down when you try to check in somewhere and you have your 90-pound dog with you. And they're like, oh, sorry, no. Um, so just make sure you're doing what you got to do in terms of figuring out where your dog can go and the accommodation. Some places even have like, if you go out to dinner, they'll come and walk your dog. Remember that place we really? were looking at in uh, Lake George I was telling you about? Oh, yeah, yeah. We When we were planning LBI, we were looking at Lake George as well because that's one of our other favorite places. There's actually like a cabin type place where it's dog friendly and they give you like a bandana and a bowl when you first check in. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and there's Expensive. like Expensive. Yes, it was. We um, didn't do it. It was too no, much money. No, it was. It was too much money. Um, And they have like a golden retriever as like the check-in person <laughs> for the dogs. It was amazing. But if we were like out to dinner or something like and and... So the, the idea was, I guess, if you were going to leave your room, you had to let the front desk know that your dog was like in your room by themselves. And then if you wanted somebody to come walk your dog, they had that option as well, which I thought was really cool. So 
because we're talking about pet friendly accommodations, I wanted to talk about our friend, Crystal. We have interviewed her before and we are also on the board of Foster's Future with her. She started it a while back. She is wonderful. She's probably the best dog owner I know on Facebook. I think a week ago, she said, I wanted to take Morgan and Miles on vacation for a while, but I could never find a place secluded enough for Miles. For those of you who don't know, Miles is not dog friendly. He got attacked a while back and he does not tolerate anybody other than Morgan. Yeah, he's great with his sister Morgan, yes. but any he's other terrified. dog is just and and now that he's got his his recurring knee injuries, it's He's just, an older dog. He's yeah, yeah, he's just he's just chilling and he just wants to be calm and and the thing that makes me so sad is that when he does see another dog, it takes him a really long time to recover. Um, so she really wanted to negate any issues of like running into anybody or being super close to other houses and stuff like that. So she wanted it to be secluded enough for miles after finding an absolute perfect private place on a lake. The owner initially denied my request. He told me that unfortunately previous guests with dogs have not respected the property. I told him that I understood as we see quite often in the rescue world where dogs are surrendered due to their, their owners in This is why I wanted you to just paraphrase it. I know. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, where we see dogs surrendered due to their owner's irresponsibility. In return, I received this message from the owner. The owner then told Crystal, we love the fact that you run a dog rescue. We just got our newest addition, Callie, from a rescue in, in Arkansas, and we absolutely love her to death. My wife and I were just talking about it, and if you're confident that the two dogs you would be bringing are well-behaved and wouldn't cause any problems, then we would make an exception on our policy. Anyone that saves dogs has a place in our heart. If you would like to move forward, please resubmit your request. Hope you're staying safe and you're well, blah, 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 which is great. That's awesome. I was so happy for her because we know, again, Crystal's such a good dog mom. And I'm so happy that this guy, like, made an exception, like, really, like, thought about it. And, you know, he didn't, like, obviously she's got two pits. And I'm sure Crystal disclosed disclosed, disclosed that. Um, so, you know, the fact that he didn't discriminate against them for that was wonderful. I was really happy for her. So she'll be going on vacation soon. It's a nice little feel-good story. Yeah. We skipped over this because we went right to car. Oh, plane. Plane. Yes. Uh, we haven't traveled by plane. I, I don't. I'm not we don't like. On no plane. Forget that. John has never been on a plane. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I'm good. I've been told to just drug him up and take him, but. I'll walk. I don't know. I'll get there eventually. He's bigger than me. I'm pretty sure I can't push him on. So I've been on planes. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan, so I'd rather drive if we're going anywhere. And then you hear the horror stories of dogs on planes, like. Don't get me started. I'll cry. So I don't want to go into crazy detail No, because there's so many sad stories. Just one thing to be aware of is that you will need to get a health certificate from your veterinarian Mm -hmm. if you are getting on a plane. So make sure you reach out to them and figure out all that paperwork and you reach out to the airline and figure out exactly what they need disclosed in that health certificate before you try and board. And you want to make sure where is your dog going to go? Everyone needs to be on the same page with this. Um, there have been stories where they want dogs like up in a carrier, like on top where you put like your carry on luggage. It's just crazy. So we've heard some horror stories about that. Make sure you're like, you're talking to the people that are aware of this, like the head people in charge that they know your dog is to stay with you at all times underneath your seat. And that's, that's it. That's if you're allowed. Exactly. You know, some people aren't allowed or some people can't afford those kind of accommodations. Mm -hmm. So, and if you can't, then you're driving. We would highly recommend driving or finding some other route of transportation. But if, you know, if you are taking an airplane, make sure you get that health certificate figured out. Yes. So that's traveling by plane. We don't do that that often. Um, we another, don't do that that often. We don't do it, period. We don't do it ever. You're right. Ever. No, you're right. 
So one more thing I want to touch about on planes, a lot of people reach out to me as a trainer and want their dog trained as an emotional support dog. Yeah, it's a hot topic. I want to clarify, this is really not a thing. There's, in terms of training for an emotional support dog, it, there's no there's no regulation to that. There's no certificate in in that's regulated. I've seen, quote, emotional support dogs with more issues than the owner. Exactly. So this is the problem. So I actually just had someone reach out to me. And they're like, oh, I want to make my dog an emotional support dog. And I kind of ask why. And they're like, well, I want to be able to travel with my dog. Okay, here's the thing. If you do not have a reason to travel with your dog, like a psychological reason or a medical reason, they will probably not let you do it. A lot of times you need a doctor's note um, and a specific reason why your dog needs to stay with you. Emotional support dog does not kind of hold up Especially now, I feel like in the beginning, people were able to do what they want, but now they're cracking down on it because the emotional support dog is actually not being trained like it would be a service dog. Right. These are just animals. These are just dogs. <laughs> people are just ordering certificates and IDs online. Yeah, and it's a huge saying, problem. Oh, it's my ESA. It's, it's ruining it for the people that actually need an ESA. So like a veteran or, you know, someone who suffers from a lot of emotional trauma that they need a dog with them to keep them calm, this and that. Um, similar to a, a service dog, but most of the time service dogs need to be um, trained from puppyhood by a specific organization and then kind of passed on to the family. Um, again, there's, it's not very regulated, so it's kind of confusing. Like people say to me all the time, oh, you have Oakley, you can take him wherever you want. Wrong. No. He's a therapy dog. It's very different. He is trained in therapy for emotional and for kids in terms of just being super well-behaved. I mean, would he do great on a plane? Absolutely. But do I need him to be on the plane? No, I don't. So I'm not going to push that. It's just not like, don't take advantage of the ADA, the, mm -hmm. the American Disabilities Act. Like, yes. It's not cool. It's not it's necessary. And uh, just if, something we want to touch on in terms yeah. of traveling. And because that's, that's what a lot of people say to me. I want to be able to travel with my dog. It's not an emotional support animal. If all you want to do is just travel with your dog. It's very, very different for the people who actually need an ESA. And we don't accommodate that. No. I don't. And we won't. So please don't reach out to us if you just want your dog to be. I able train to therapy mind. dogs. That's therapy it. dogs. Yep. Who will, who will then go out to schools mm -hmm. and hospitals and rehab facilities and help people yes. and not just go on your vacation to mm -hmm. Florida. Absolutely. Little rant. Sorry about that. A little that. bit. It's okay. I think I think it's needed. It's needed. All right. So let's get back on track and let's talk about items because this is like i feel like if uh someone was googling they'd be like all right what do i need to bring yeah. on vacation like what am i forgetting well, so a lot of people probably don't know about you is that you are a list girl i am you i am my lists. mother's daughter i need a list i need to know i'm not forgetting anything the if second I'm... podcast in a row that you said you're I your mother's know. daughter you really are becoming her you know what's funny growing up me and my mom were kind of not friends we kind of butted heads a lot and like now i'm turning into her and like there there's sometimes where i do stuff and i'm like oh my god i'm joanne mm. <laughs> And it's not a bad thing because my mom's freaking awesome. Like when I was a kid, I thought she was annoying, but I love her. She is so amazing and I would be lucky to be half yeah. like her. If only she would listen to the podcast. <laughs> she thinks the Hot post. Hot Tony listens to the podcast. Yes, my dad listens to the podcast. My mom has a really hard time figuring it out. She thinks that the posts, uh, like the teasers that we put up on Facebook. Yeah, like she the two thinks, and a half minute teasers. She thinks that's the podcast. The same teasers <laughs> that at the end say, to listen to the whole episode, <laughs> this was a snippet of this episode. How many times have we talked to her about it though? And she's like, she's like oh, I, that was I good. watched the video and I'm like, no, you don't watch a podcast. It was good, but it just stopped. What happened? <laughs> I cannot with her. Anyway, love Joanne. She's great. 
Um, so I am, I am a list girl. So I made a huge list of the things that we need for Oakley. Some of these I added to because they don't really pertain to us, but I will, um, put it on here for you guys. So things to bring your pet's regular diet. I will say when I was pregnant, I definitely had pregnancy brain and we went camping and I, I forgot a meal for Oakley and Opal. Oh yeah. You did one short. I did. I don't know what I was thinking. Was that the time we left early anyway? Yes. That's how it yeah, worked out. The night of the coyote. Otherwise they were getting like uh, breakfast sandwiches. Oh yeah. They'd be getting bacon and, and eggs and stuff like that. So, um, I just, for some reason forgot one of their meals. I don't know how it happened. I guess I just wasn't thinking clearly again. I was like, what? Six months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cold. It was real cold. So your pet's regular diet, what I suggest is take baggies. Um, unless like with us, we're going away for a week. So like I'm going to bring a small tub. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll just take that tub and mm-hmm. and throw his medication in there. Yeah. And- but if you're going away for like maybe one or two nights, do like the little snack bags of your dog's like measured out meal. Just size them out. Yeah. I think this is easy. And then you can write on the bag like Friday night dinner or Saturday morning breakfast. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I think, I think it's just easier. I did, I did that for people when they stayed at our house too, taking care of the dogs because all the medications and stuff. Well, yeah, that's a different story. Yes, because Oakley gets his medication only at night. We had Opal who was a mess. Oh God, loved her. Um, so medications, if if that's your case, then definitely label stuff. So your pet's regular diet, um, you want to bring their food and water bowls, obviously, um, bottled water. If you're going to be in the car on a plane, if you're traveling far, you never know if you're going to get stopped and you don't want to be without water for your dog, especially if it's hot. And if you have to like pull over, you know, anything can happen. Your car can break down. You don't want to be screwed. So bring some bottled water. Um, their regular medications, obviously flea and tick and heartworm preventatives. Like we talked about earlier, poop bags. Everybody always forgets about the poop bags and then their, uh, SOL. And you never want to be caught without poop bags. No, because how many times you 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 caught without a bag and you're uh, looking you, around you as your dog is pooping and you're like, like, who is watching me not have a bag right now? Luckily, not that we make a habit of this, <laughs> but Oakley has a thing about pooping in bushes. Yes. And if it's poop in a bush, I can't see somebody stepping in it. And I ain't going into a bush to get poop. That's for so damn sure. theoretically, if I didn't have a poop bag and he pooped in a bush and nobody saw... <laughs> It's a little different. I might be inclined to walk away. But our dog is a little bit weird about that. He literally, and we used to have bushes in the backyard and we kind of took them out. He would legitimately stand on top of the bush slash tree and put his butt on it and poop into it. Not like how how dogs will lift their leg and pee on something. Like he's literally inside of the bush. It's a That real uncomfortable stance and his his knees up by his legs shaking. (laughs) He's a sight to see. Weird. Um, so he takes full advantage of that when we're out of the house to try and poop into things. Um, so poop bags, um, leash, harness, and collar with tags, and make sure your telephone number is on there correct. Bedding, like I touched on earlier, we're bringing Oakley's bed, or if you have blankets, anything that makes your dog super comfortable. I don't think that we really touched on how large this bed is. Um, it's larger you... than, than where I sleep on our bed. Wait, it's a circle bed. It kind of reminds me of if you've ever watched um, like eighty pounds. What's that? What's that movie? Austin Powers? That bed that moves around. I didn't see. You it. don't watch movies. Your dad. If anybody will, is your dad will listen to this. And he text would. You. He would absolutely understand what I'm saying. The Austin Powers bed that's a circle and it literally rotates. Um, it's not that big, but it's it's pretty it's pretty decently big. He can fit on it without any of his limbs falling off, if that makes sense. And he's a ninety pound dog. So bedding, um, grooming supplies. This depends on what kind of dog you have. Um, 
and for how long you're going, I yeah. guess. You yeah. Know, I don't. We we shouldn't need any grooming supplies except for maybe ear wipes for Pudgeline because she's yeah. been getting itchy ears. Yeah. Um. I would say maybe even like just wipes in general. Like we have those puppy wipes from an opal used to poop all over. So it's actually a good idea because if he's going to be getting in the water, exactly. Um, wiping his face down, wiping her paws, anything like that, sand and stuff like that. Just having things that are pet safe for them. Um, we're also going to bring the Furminator because I don't want to get, you know, he's, he's a big boy and he has a lot of hair. We did give him a bath right before we left, but um, if I don't want him to get hair all over this person's house, you know, it gets stuck in places mm-hmm. and I'd feel bad. So I'm going to, we're going to Furminate him. If you don't know what that is, it's an awesome de-shedding brush. Ours is Furgo Pet, but it's the same concept. Oh, is it? I thought it was a Furminator. Not a Furminator. Furminators oh. are too much money. They're expensive, but they do work. Um, so anything that's going to get your dog's hair out, if you're worried about that, um, this one's fun life vest for dogs. If you're going on a boat or anything near water and you're nervous about your dog, um, I think it's, it's something really good to have. Um, this one is funny because when I wrote this down, John looked at me like I was crazy. Um, but he's never had a purely white dog before. So I think that's why, um, sunblock for pets prone to sunburn. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. So, um, my pit Dottie growing up, she was purely white. And she would turn bright red if she ever got nervous and stuff. And those spots, like anything that you would see red come through, those would be the spots that so she would So unlike get. her nose? Yes, like her nose around her eyes and stuff, her paws and her belly for sure. So we would always put sunblock on her because she was literally like bright white. And we never really wanted her to get summer. She liked being outside, but she didn't like being in the pool. She, I always say she was the worst lifeguard ever. What is it like? Can you buy it at like PetSmart? Petco? Yeah, yeah, I think I think just they pet just sunblock. Yeah, I forget. My dad used to buy it, so I didn't really ask questions. But and I haven't had to do it since, and I was sixteen back then. But um, yeah, I think they have dog safe sunblock. Um, current veterinarian contact information. So you want to have your vet's information on you. You don't want to be caught with your pants down if something happens. And then similarly, contact information for clinics en route and at your destination. So you like, God forbid something happens that you are aware of where you can bring your dog. Cause you don't, you never know vacation. Sometimes it gets crazy. Accidents happen. They do. And people, you know, there's drinking also, there's, involved. There's Murphy's law. So like something that would have already happened to your dog at home is now going to happen on vacation because Murphy's Law. Yes, exactly. So just be prepared in any way, shape or form. So you also want to bring proof of current vaccination status. Like we said before, making sure your dog's up to date and that it, God forbid you need to prove something, you got it with you already and there's no stress about that. And then also a pet first aid kit. Um, If you... Google, you can probably find some really great stuff that should be on there. Maybe um, some you know, nail clippers or cystic powder. God forbid they hurt their nail. Steptic. I thought it was styptic. It's a powder that you put on basically the nerve of the toenail. And it kind of, not only is it a painkiller and kills the pain for them, but it also stops the bleeding. It's a quick clot. You can use it yeah. on, on ears, dock tails. Like that's how they advertise it. It mm-hmm. stops bleeding. Yes. Um, really great to have on hand. I literally always have it in my truck. I'm thinking of what else they can put in the pet first safety kit. Uh, I'll do a small bite on it. All right. So John's going to do a small bite on what to put in a pet first safety, a pet first aid kit. I don't know. Are you okay? I'm not. I'm not. I'll get there. Did we change the batteries in our carbon monoxide detector? (laughs) Because like you're getting a little. A little loopy. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm ready for vacation. I think I need a break. Um, That's good because uh, your last pointer on here is consider a pet staycation which i think is stupid so we're not even going to talk about it so why why do you think that's stupid because that's lame 
No, here's the thing. Okay. If I was a dog and uh-huh. you said, oh, we're going to do a pet staycation. No, no, no. You're not thinking about it right. A pet staycation where you go on vacation and your dog stays home with a walker or a family member or something like that. If your dog is not equipped to handle a vacation very well and you think it would ruin your vacation as well as theirs, mm. let them stay home. So you did not gotcha. understand what I was I saying. I guess not. So. I apologize. Should have asked questions. But you know what? It's a great segue into make sure you tune in to Friday's Small Bite where we talk about the dangers of on-demand dog walking services. This one actually gave me chills, so I would absolutely listen to that. And I started off with a disclaimer, and I'll give it here now if you do listen to that episode. We own a dog walking pet sitting service. So, yes, we are a little biased, but it's only given us insight as to like what the actual dangers are. Absolutely. So, and I, I don't name any names just to keep it as neutral as possible, but there are sources for every story that I tell. And you can go ahead and click the link to the sources to all the news articles, and you can find out exactly what companies. Uh, I'm sure it's not hard to guess because there's only like three that are like big. Two, two of the two of the biggest ones that I cover. Yeah, back to what I was saying about staycation. I'll describe that a little bit more since John cut me off because he didn't want to talk about it. So with the pet staycation, there are some dogs that I would say are not great candidates to go on vacation with. Uh, if your dog has really, really bad anxiety, like they'll destroy the house or hurt themselves. These are not dogs that will do well out of your home. Dogs that are dog reactive, dog, dog aggressive, um, dogs that are not great with strangers being like, we're going LBI. Like there's going to be a lot of people, you know, if Oakley wasn't good at walking on his harness and, and greeting people, like that would not be a really good situation for him. Like I would never want to do that to a dog super stressful. Uh, Dogs that bark a lot at certain things get overstimulated very easily. Uh, These are not dogs that are good candidates to go on vacation and be in a super crowded place. But again, if you are like Crystal and found a place that suits your dog, then go for it. But sometimes dogs are better off staying home where they are comfortable. And this is like John said, we own a dog walking pet sitting company. So we do, again, we're a little bit biased, but we we understand the value in it and that's why we created what we did. We do work with a lot of difficult dogs that come from shelters that most companies that are just dog walkers, they don't have previous dog experience other than owning their own, uh, that they wouldn't be able to handle these types of dogs. These dogs need uh, handlers that um, are equipped with knowledge of how to deal with difficult dogs, maybe dogs that are reactive, get nervous when new people are coming into the house when their owners aren't over. This is important. So Because we understand this, I always like to say, just know that your dog may be more comfortable home without you rather than with you on vacation. So take note of that and just really think hard about how your dog would react to the situation you want to put them in. That covers everything. I think so. Let's get our PU fact of the day. Okay, let's do it. Fact of the week. Dogs lift their leg while peeing to appear bigger to other animals that smell their scent. Mm, this is funny because Oakley only pees with his leg up outside of the house. Yes, when he's like, when he knows he's gonna have to, he might have to compete. So basically, they lift their leg, the urine stream instead of going on the ground goes as high as they possibly can get it, and then another dog is supposed to walk by and be like, "Huh, it's pretty high up there." That guy's big. <laughs> that guy's real big. That's ridiculous. Dogs are so weird. I didn't give this one on the podcast already, did I? No, I don't think so. Okay. This one was posted to the Paulson University Instagram account Mm because we do fun facts almost every day, Mm -hmm. except for podcast days and Sundays because Sundays are days of rest. The day of rest. I was going to say you beat me to it. So that's that's all we have for this episode. I hope you guys get a little opportunity to get out of the house, maybe get on a little 
vacation away from work and hopefully you could bring your dogs and hopefully this episode has helped you with some uh some ideas on what to bring what to prepare for make you feel a little bit more prepared and less stress with your vacation yes i'm excited and as you are listening to this we are probably on the beach enjoying ourselves hopefully hopefully enjoying an adult a cold, beverage a cold beer a oh, baby i want two happy dogs I want a Bloody Mary. I think that could be arranged. With a lot of olives and celery. What about vodka? Well, yeah, that's a little extra. Obviously. A little little extra. A vacation Bloody Mary. Yes. All right. That's all we have for this week, guys. As usual, please follow us on our social medias at Paulson University. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And uh, subscribe to this podcast. Share it with a friend. Mm -hmm. And we will be talking to you. I'll be talking to you Friday again about the dangers of on-demand dog walking apps. Don't miss that small bite. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty insightful. It was. I enjoyed it. I think that you might really appreciate it. So I do oh. want to mention. Yes. I want people to reach out and let us know what topics they want us to talk about. I want to help the public learn more about the things that they are struggling with. So if you are struggling, I don't care what the topic is. It, it could literally be the dumbest thing ever that you think it's dumb. Write it to me. Facebook, Instagram, I don't care. Or go to PostonUniversity.com forward slash ask. Yes. Online, that's still that's still there. You exactly. can ask us your question and we will feature it on the podcast. We could do an entire episode on it. I guarantee it. Yeah. And your question is probably somebody else's question too. So please reach out and it, whatever it is, it could be the silliest thing in the world. Let us hear it. We will answer everybody. Like, why does my dog eat the carpet? I'll tell you why your dog eats the carpet. But on another episode. Let me know. Why does my dog spread its legs? <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad. All right, guys. Until next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>